Hello, you fabulous star sound cowgirls, cowboys, and mere people of the intergalactic. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is episode 237. And uh, we are going to talk about this week's astrology from this going from Sunday, the February 19th through the 25th. Now, obviously, the big news this week is going to be um, the new moon. Um, and but there's also one other thing. It's it's and I know I'm saying all these goodbyes because it, this is a season of goodbyes. Um, and why is that? Well, I'm going to explain in just a moment. For those of you who haven't met me, my name is Irliana, and I do uh, whole sign houses with uh, tropical Western astrology, traditional or Hellenistic astrology blended with modern. So anyway, um, I just want to say that you know Sunday, this coming uh, this Sunday, the nineteenth uh, of February, it's very it's an interesting day because uh, late in the day or early Monday morning, depending on what time zone you are in, I I quoted on Eastern Standard Time. But um, that's when we're going to have our new moon in Pisces, one degree of Pisces. Um, but before that happens, uh, Sunday is another marker because it's the last time the moon will meet up with Saturn. Saturn conjunct the moon with Saturn is in domicile. And so this won't happen again for another 28, 28, 29 years um, where Saturn is in domicile. So this is definitely an age of, th this is a time of goodbyes and the, the end of, of a certain chapter of our history, uh, you know, with Saturn being in domicile for the last five years. So this is an enormous amount of, of time and a restructuring and a planning and uh, indicating, you know, where our civilization, where our society goes, goes next. Um, and so the moon is like the, is saying goodbye. Now, Mercury will be actually the last planet to say goodbye, formally say goodbye in the solar system. But the moon is going to have its last goodbye on Sunday. So moon conjunct Saturn. Yes, definitely the end of um, of a certain era. Now, um, I want to say, too, uh, before we get into the the uh, this amazing new moon, um, the Venus is going to be, which is, you know, kind of moving through beautiful, gentle and creatively and artistically inspiring Venus and Pisces, which hopefully by now you have have did not get into too much serious trouble with illusion or delusion at Valentine's Day. Hopefully not. Um, although maybe maybe overindulgence in chocolates, Venus rules sweets. It's okay. It's Valentine's Day. You make up for it. Saturn and the Sun are like, okay, we're gonna get serious around our, you know, <laughs> being disciplined. Um, but anyway, yeah, we have that little walk through the park on Valentine's Day. But anyway, Venus is now um, going to be making a sextile, which is the nature of, of um, it has, it's at 60 degree angle. So it has the nature of Venus. It's an easily, an easily, uh, an ease and a, a connection with Pluto. Pluto in the sign of, of course, late degrees of Capricorn. That's going to be on Sunday, February 19th. And so this, what is this going to give us? Well, I would think when you when you look at all the archetypes here, you know, this is a, a great opportunity for um, engaging with our all our creative and artistic and inspirational pursuits and engaging with them on a really profound transformative level. This is gonna be really a, a ripe opportunity to do that. Maybe there's some revelations that we, um, we that might come up for us and it might be you know, painful, but if we approach them and, 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 and uh, engage them with love and compassion for ourselves and perhaps for our families or loved ones or people that we're intimate with, 
we can uncover and uh, regenerate not only ourselves, but really um, see things in a different light and the ability to transform uh, maybe painful past experiences. Um, but certainly it, it, it speaks to a profound, deeply intense and maybe emotional and cathartic uh, meetup of of um, of passions and and of um, you know Plutonian transformation. Um, so this is an opportunity that can speak to <clears throat> where we can maybe uh, create intimacy and cultivate compassion over maybe what has been painful topics for us. You know, wound healing, uh, family dynamics, things of that nature. So um, Venus again making that sextile to Pluto about it'll. Uh, perfect on uh, Sunday the 19th and then the the effect of that gently you know um, unfolds over the next few days um, so anyway um, then we have our new moon so let's talk about that the new moon is going to be at one degree of Pisces 22 minutes very interesting some some things to know about this new moon I want to talk about all the outrageous possibilities but we're also going to talk about what to look out for too so a new moon is always a new beginning. The sun and the moon are lined up at the same degree, in this case, one degree Pisces. And we want to look at, you know, and, and I've got the um, I've got the chart here for, um, I'll show it in just a minute for Washington, D.C. This is a new beginning, a new cycle of life. And it happens to be with when the sun is in Pisces, this speaks to um, a beauty, a, a, the dissolution of reality, the dissolution of form, the, um, you know, uh, beauty and transcendence and the ideal world and um, artistic and creative inspiration and things of that nature. So Venus has kind of been prepping us for this. Now we have our new moon. Um, in Pisces. And this one is conjunct a fixed star, a very, very powerful fixed star called formal hut. I don't know if I'm saying that right. For sounds like formal hut. Is that an informal hut or a formal hut? Well, they're wearing tuxedos, so it must be formal hut. Anyway, all right. Why, why is this important? Well, formal hut is a star. It's a very powerful uh, royal star. It's considered a magic royal star. It's associated with Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel, the watcher of the south. So um, this is, you know, there's Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael, the four watchers. Well, this, this formal hut corresponds with Gabriel, the messenger, right? Gabriel is the messenger. And so it, it's of the nature of Venus and Mercury. So this would be really great with certainly with writing and new beginnings and maybe creative inspirations with writing or speaking or edu learning. You know, we think Mercury can be in that vein as well. Um, there's a lot of, uh, it's considered a fortunate star. So there's glory and honor um, associated with this uh, star. Um, and also to lean into, you know, where we, when we want to look at the motives, like for instance, um, you know, if there is glory and honor there, where are we coming from? We want to be really careful with whenever the, the moon, <laughs> whenever we got a new moon of Pisces, we can be not seeing the forest from the trees and maybe being so deluded by fantasy or the need to escape. So we want to watch out for those things. In the case of, of this particular new moon with Fomal Hut, there could be um, a fall from grace, you know, because some, maybe if we, we have to make sure that what we're pursuing is not like very selfish, but really to do things for the greater good. So, you know, maybe that, yes, fame and glory are very much associated with um, this particular uh, fixed star, but also a, a, an equally on the other side of fall from grace. Here's a great example, Jim Baker, 
Do you remember Jim Baker in the 80s? He was married to Tammy Faye Baker. And it was the um, PTL Ministries. This is a big scandal. It was like the accusations of rape and um, and, and and such. Uh, and also he was, I, I think he had to have gone to jail, accounting, fraud with accounting. You know, he just got this big ministry and he just, it, it just, there was a lot of abuse and things and secrets and cover-ups that all came undone. Well, he has, um, he has uh, Fomalhaut conjunctus ascendant. So there's this savior martyr complex that can also, can, it can speak to that and um, uh, uh, certainly secrets and, uh, you know, deception and fraud, obviously. They saw it very clearly with him. Um, but other nice aspects of Fomalhaut, well, Elvis Presley, he had a Fomalhaut conjunct, I think his moon. And so, you know, yes, there was, it can bring everlasting fame. So I'm like, okay, that's great with our, you know, it can really motivate us to do great things with our creativity, but we also have to be careful because there's, there are typically obstacles that get in the way. And obviously with Elvis's life, we, we're all, you know, pretty familiar with that. Um, the mystic Osho, um, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, he has, he had his, um, he had Fomalhaut conjunct his midheaven. The midheaven is one's career and public reputation. So yes, he was seen as a mystic, certainly mystics are always misunderstood in whatever age and culture. It's all like kind of like the way it is. He went through a lot of, un, you know, because of his mystical, um, he would give Shaktipat experiences in darshans with, you know, thousands and thousands of people from all over the world came to his ashrams. Um, and it was it wrote many, many, many books, um, but very much misunderstood by many people. Certainly he had his troubles with people trying to take him down, the government and such and all that. So you can see again this this struggle, um, this this uh, a life that was given to selfless service and spiritual mystical levels of transcendent spiritual wisdom. And also, you know, the the uh, struggles that that have come with that that came with that. And so that kind of gives us an example or a sense of, you know, what Fomalhaut is. It, it's a magic, like I said, it's a magical star. And um, and so um, it, it it's not every new moon, you know, that we have a, a um, new moon fixed with a royal star. So this is this is obviously very um, you know, auspicious. Now, the the. Um, the ruler of this particular uh, let's let's pull up the chart here show you here the here is the chart for washington dc and um the ruler of this is obviously jupiter right because the new moon is in pisces and jupiter is the ruler the domicile the host of this of this lunation well jupiter is an aversion which means it's turned away it's in the very next sign in aries so jupiter this this new moon lunation cannot see its host and that's not an easy place when something's in aversion, it means turned away. And so it's very difficult to maybe see straight or get clear on things. So even though this new moon is going to give us some really great, um, not to take away from it because it's it's awesome, it, it's going to give us uh, an impetus to be creative, you know, sky's the limit, having faith and in, in, in our and our ability to start again, you know, to begin again. And, and, and it speaks to that and that confidence and that optimism with Jupiter um, in, in the, um, as you can see here, Jupiter in the sign of, of, of Aries. Yes, fresh new beginnings, um, finding one's truth and one's individual way. 
yes, that this is obviously a very auspicious time for that. However, you also want to, you know, aversion could be where it might be difficult <clears throat> to get support, maybe say support for rights. When you think about Jupiter and Aries, like I think about people struggling with out in the, the protesters and demonstrations in various countries for democracy and such. So there may be some kind of um, maybe a difficulty there. However, when I thought about this, I kind of meditated on it. Aversion could be a gift. So there's always a silver lining in everything. And I feel like with aversion, it could be that because the host cannot see the um, the ruler, I'm sorry, because this new moon cannot see its, its host, its Airbnb host, that could actually work in its favor because it's going to this particularly could push us to rely on ourselves to divine what is really the truth, Jupiter and Aries, what is my own truth? What is my own individual truth as it relates to the Piscean, you know, the mystical realms and the realms of the non-material world, you know, the non, the ancestors, spirits um, being um, connected to, to the highest levels of, of the divine and the, and the devotion that comes with that and what we do to sacrifice and the efforts and sacrifices we make to reach and to cultivate those transcendent experiences. So aversion could be a gift if we have to rely on ourselves and not, you know, when I think about Jupiter in um, in the sign of Pisces, I'm sorry, Jupiter in the sign of um, of Aries, it's like, okay, don't rely on, don't rely on um, a priest or a guru or a middleman or whatever culture. It's like the real guru is is ourselves. And this, this could be a, a, a lunation that really uh, speaks to that. Um, we, we've also got uh, Jupiter, uh, uh, sorry, and Neptune and Venus still very close. You know, Venus has already passed its exact conjunction. But again, you know, a, a, a beautiful uh, Venus in, in exaltation, in her exaltation in Pisces, is going to lend itself to a lot of creative inspiration. And I think just leaning on ourselves as as that, um, as the source of that, like knowing that we have this we are that divinity on the earth and it's not outside of ourselves and we don't have to seek it through somebody else. Um, so we, it's to cultivate our own individual connection with the divine instead of relying on others or an external, um, you know, um, what not, I want to say not authentication, but external validation is to rely on your own validation and um you know as as jesus said and eckhart tolle very often quotes this the kingdom of heaven is within you and that might be a good reminder maybe that's our little theme song for this lunation the kingdom of heaven is within you it's space the inner space cultivating that inner space that is what it's about it's not outside of us like oh this god or this man on this cloud right it's the kingdom of heaven is within you so um relying on divine revelations and i would say too with jupiter in mars's temple and mars in gemini that could mean that other channels of communication can become available to us like telepathy when you think the higher aspect of jupiter i'm sorry the higher aspect of um of uh gemini is telepathy so on the lower planes, it's, you know, fact gathering and busyness and the busy um, mind tabulating facts and statistics running around everywhere, right? That's that's like, you know, 3D Mercury. But 
Mercury and Gemini can be cultivating these higher um, powers of the mind telepathically, for example. So um, just putting that out there for some talk about, you know, getting creatively inspired. Um, at the same time, this is going on, we have at that new, new another thing I want to talk about with this is Venus is not only it's in the final degree, the karmic or anoretic degree of her exaltation in Pisces. And there is a fixed star called Sheet, and it's considered an unfortunate star. Um, the sun was conjunct Sheet when the Iraq war started in 2003. And we all know how that ended. Um, but Venus there, Venus could give us, um, there's some kind of a grace or a sweetness, um, say, for example, the ability to reach out and embrace those of us who are suffering. This is often associated with people in like war zones. Or you think right now with the situation, sending our prayers and our compassion to the people in Syria and Turkey coming out of that horrific earthquake. So this is very much colored by these experiences of mercy and kindness and reaching out to assist somebody in a bad way. So that could be the grace of sheet. It's like where we witness some very, very difficult things like imprisonment and uh, you know death and such, but there's also that ability to be there in service, like I, I could say, you know, selfless service to, um, to assist people who are in these like war zones or just the war zone that can occur in our own lives that are not on the other side of the world, but you know, where can we find and cultivate compassion for ourselves and our relationships and, um, and ourselves and our self-esteem even. So, um, you know, looking at it that way. Five minutes after the new moon, uh, Venus leaves and goes into zero Aries. Well, now, now she goes from her exaltation in Pisces into exile. So Venus doesn't like being in Aries, right? It's like, you know, the girl in the guy's locker room, ay, 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 you know, too much testosterone. But again, you know, you make, what do they say? Make, make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Well, what are you going to do when Venus is in Aries? Well, one good thing we can do is we stand up for our rights. We stand up as women. We stand up for, um, get passionate around making connections that are strong and courageous and bold and taking steps and actions that further um, that further uh, the Venusian principles, love, peace, art, act, uh, uh, beauty, you know, like taking a strong stand for beauty. Hey, it's just Venus just swam through Pisces for a few weeks. Now we can take all that inspiration and get and take steps forward. With Aries, it's like, great, roll that forward. Roll it, like, what you're going to do with it? What new direction are we going to take? Um, what steps that can we take that will, you know, um, make the most of that what we don't just leave a sign and go into it it's not a vacuum it's like think of it as the torch being passed like in a relay race the torch passes so venus passing the torch to um into the um or entering the domain of of uh mars is really saying uh, in aries is like yeah we can be powerful we can be uh speak up for ourselves we create intimate uh, relationships and agreements that are based on um, our individual selves of not losing ourselves in another, but knowing ourselves. What is that? Was that Socrates? It says to thy own, to thine own self be true or know thyself. It was like, I think on inscribed on the Oracle of Delphi or wh wherever it was in ancient Greece. So some inspiration there. 
Um, this would certainly, this new moon cycle uh, would very much speak to uh, women and our relationships being emboldened, maybe even stepping up for equality and individuality. Um, so there's that. Yeah. All right. So the um, last thing I want to say is just that we have two um, two uh, little transits uh, later in the week. So Tuesday, February 21st, we have Mercury in a square with Uranus. Mercury in Aquarius is about 15 degrees. And so that would speak to, you know, our ideas and thoughts that could be very exciting and new and innovative and out-of-the-box thinking to maybe engage our out-of-the-box thinking and problem solving to say, for example, um, the difficulties that we're facing on Earth with, um, you know, drought, Uranus and Taurus, drought, wildfires, forest fires, things like that, um, or just just our values, the, the ability to uh, get out of our comfort zone and deal with um, a, a, a future that has to, is calling for us to really be um, innovative and think differently. So um, whether it's on the microcosmic level of, our, of your own life or, or just seeing it in the collective, this is definitely could give a lot of, um, it could show us uh, and the ability to take action and step forward with innovative futuristic problem solving. We can leave it at that. The next day, February 22nd, we have Mercury in a trine with Mars. So it squares Uranus and Taurus, gets emboldened with out-of-the-box thinking and solutions, and then, and, and new values, exciting new values that will liberate us from stuck old ways and thinking. And then it goes into a trine with Mars and Gemini. So then these ideas can flow into action, new exciting directions, considering different points of view. Uh, the thing you probably want to watch out for, I think we, we want to be careful of is not to get into arguments and um, we want to avoid Mercury and Aquarius can alienate people too. We can be the outsider that's kind of like the rebel, which, which is, you know, it's not a good way of using that energy is to feel like isolated or, um, you know, like, like get so polarized in our thinking that we don't come around and unite. So avoid alienating people with, say, ideology. That would be um, my suggestion. So I think that I've covered everything. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week and a fantastic Pisces season. And um, Pisces, of course, the big deal. How could I forget this? This is the lunation that leads us into March, where March 7th, Saturn goes into Pisces. So this lunation with the sun in Pisces it's kind of a little preview of, hey, watch what happens around um, the beginning of at this new moon, the first day and second day or so before and after the new moon, because that's got, giving us a little taste of what's to come when, when Saturn gets there. And Saturn's going to be there for about three years. So uh, watch these dates carefully and watch and observe uh, ourselves in relationship to what is occurring. And it's a great great place for journaling Saturn in Pisces where Saturn is is always bringing limits and accountability and a cold hard reality check so it it's going to be asking us you know what kind of ideal world do we want to build uh what will your spirituality look like what will your reality your world of what you consider to be real what will that look like um maybe there's a healing crisis or a, a crisis in faith that needs to be healed so just some ideas. 
uh, I know with, uh, you know, Pisces ruling organized religion, the last time Saturn was in Pisces is when the Catholic Church had all the clergy abuse scandals and lawsuits that started to um, open up. And the movie Spotlight that was that won the Oscar a few years ago, uh, that happened in mid 90s. So that was a great movie that, you know, showed very much about what was at stake and the crisis in faith that so many people who had been abused and molested uh, had to go through. So those ideas and archetypes will certainly be a very front and present uh, for this lunation because again, Saturn being there uh, entering on March 7th, it's going to bring um, that whole new chapter will, will open up um, coming out of domicile into the sign of Pisces, a whole different uh, scenario unfolds. So anyway, uh, I hope you've enjoyed that and uh, this this podcast. And um, if you need a reading or session or anything that I can help you with, always, always a pleasure and an honor. It is my spiritual practice. And I am um, very grateful to be able to share with you um, every week. So that's all for now. And you have a fantastic, fantastic week. See you next time. Mwah! Love you all. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks starsoundastrology.com. Thanks for listening. Namaste.